whatever it takes I know I can make it through A Degrassi podcast With Kelsey and Holland too I know I can make it through Hi and welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast about Degrassi Next Class. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And today we are discussing season four, episode six, hashtag facts only. And we have a special guest joining us. Welcome back to the show, Sean Quigley. Oh, thank you. There's few few places on earth I feel more welcome and boy, it's been too long. Great to see you guys. We've missed you. I think our listeners have missed you. We're a special request by someone. Like, you have to have Sean back on before you guys are done with the season. You have no idea. It makes my heart burst to know that somebody on this planet requested my appearance somewhere. (laughs) And what an episode to make an appearance on. I'll say. Yeah, we were just talking like, did you really, did you, did you pick this one just for me to watch me squirm and be very uncomfortable t- tiptoeing around the matter? Nope, totally. It was a uh, happy accident. Happy accident. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Kelsey, would you like to read us the U- or the Google summary for facts only? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yale feels like an identity overhaul is needed and turns to Lola for help. Maya auditions for Zoe, Goldie, and special celebrity judge for the talent show. <laughs> no mention of I'm... the threesome. <laughs> no mention of the threesome, and rightfully wait, wait, so. Wait. I'm a student of journalism. You lead with the threesome, all right? The rest you fill in later. That's the headline here. That's the attention grabber. <laughs> Also, I don't think that Yale turned to Lola for help. I think Yola, I think Lola inserted herself. Yeah, she's. A gem. I think she appreciated it in the end, but it wasn't like she. Well, uh, she she, she kind of did approach her, but we'll get to that. Yeah, in a in a roundabout way, in a, in she kind way. of did. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> or also, they. I was so surprised and excited for a Craig appearance. I know. I had no idea he came back. Oh boy, did he ever! And you know, I just my only note on him is Craig got old and really can't act. <laughs> oh Craig, oh Craig. Was this, I think was he this... looks great though. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he looks fine. He looks fine. Would this have been around the time we saw him in that off, 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 off Broadway show? <laughs> yes, yes, it is. I think probably like twenty. You guys should have been able to write that off as an expense for the show. <laughs> We really should have. <laughs> yeah. Although I'm pretty search. sure it was like a twenty dollar. T- I'm pretty sure the tickets were not expensive, and we were able to get front row seats. It was crazy. I mean, with a yeah. showrunner like Craig Manning, <laughs> you'd expect pricier tickets. Yeah, no, it was definitely twenty dollars, and we yeah. definitely were like right there in the front. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was like not assigned seating, so we were like, well, <laughs> we got here early. <laughs> Charmed life of podcasting. Oh, goodness. <laughs> um, but the episode's called Hashtag Facts Only. Don't really know why. Again, another, I, like, befuddling title. <laughs> I think... I, I always feel, you know, obviously super old when I watch a show, and I feel as confused by the hashtags that title the episode as I do with the ones that I encounter on my day-to-day life and social media. So I felt okay with that. I was like, all right, I have no fucking clue what they're talking about. It seems completely, you know, uh, just 
picked out of a hat. Let's throw a hashtag that sounds catchy and young on there and call it an episode. That seems yeah. to be the vibe. Yeah. Although generic maybe. One. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe it's because Yale is like discovering their truth. Yeah. Yeah. I think sure. this could apply to literally anything. You're like, these are the facts. Like, yeah, this is if, what if happened. It happened. If it happened in an episode, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. As long facts as people only. are being honest with each other here. Yeah, nobody lied in this episode, so I guess, <laughs> sure. Facts like, only. <laughs> facts only. Um, whatever. <laughs> but I guess we can just dive in. We start off learning that we're going to be seeing a talent show which is to raise money for what is it for charity for is it for brussels still i think it might still be for brussels yeah i had my timeline mixed up i knew it was a terror attack i just wasn't sure which of the countless ones it could have been yeah i think it was brussels um and the youtube crew which i'm now calling them are going to be in it they were going to do a cause like a cosplay LARPy fight thing. But because of recent events, they've decided to change it to a symphony of farts set to ride of the Valkyrie. Now I'm torn on this decision. Because <laughs> half of me, now half of me knows like, the thing about like cosplay is it's, it's divisive and niche and it turns a lot of people off. Although a lot of people are very into it. Farts are painted with a really broad brush here, and you want to be as likable as possible to a grand audience. Although, a certain solemn decorum is anticipated when dealing with terrorism, that I suppose is lacking in Symphony of the Farts. I, yeah, I mean, I'm on, I'm Team Yale on this, on this well, call. I'm I, like, no, that's not for me. That's I, was, I never just... said it was the most dignified performance, but you want asses in the seats, light some farts on fire. Oh my god! But also, like, I mean, would the they be able fun. to handle fire like that? They're children. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, it, it does seem like a fire hazard. Also. I don't. I have so many questions about the logistics of this. How do like you like physics? have that many that you can yeah. do on command? Yeah. How can you be sure that every single one is going to light on fire? Like I think all of these questions can easily be answered by the conversation they have. It's because you guys are girls, obviously. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh gosh, my mistake. My mistake. <laughs> I just, you know, it's it's also that it was like such obvious CG. <laughs> Oh, that's oh my gosh. Yeah. the worst CGI flames I've ever seen in my fucking life. I was, it's terrible. I, was, well, I made a billion like, CG budgets. <laughs> yeah, so. Degrassi is not here to do special effects, so. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, yeah. Yale does not want to take part in this. And they're like, oh, that's because you're a girl. And you think farts are gross because you're a girl. And then Lola comes by and is like, I don't think they're. I think farts are funny. Yeah, I'm an enigma, basically. So, I love so, you. Of course they're uh, funny. Love, rather. They, they come out of your butt and they make a funny sound, which till yes. I say, hashtag facts only. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, that's what it meant. Um, but yeah, just a lot of gendered talk, like, as a precursor to what the episode will be about. Like, you're a girl, you think farts are gross, we're boys, so we don't. Blech. I feel like this happens a lot with this group. Like, they're always, like, pinpointing that, like, they always are like, yeah, it's because you're a girl. Like, they never, they never give Yale really, like, any sort of 
shot to just like be their own person like it's yeah. constantly like we're all boys and you're the token jokes. girl i know yeah like this they're like the kids who hang out at the comic book store and get upset when a girl walks in you know yeah but like yale is their friend so it's like it's very confusing to me that they would be like well you're the only girl in our group so we've got to like focus on that anytime you disagree with us it's, oh, it's like, terrible. a little it's stupid but yeah but i feel like that change happened only as soon as Hunter started dating Yale, and then they were like, "Wait a minute, you're a girl!" And then they like had they've made everything about that ever since, and it's been extremely frustrating. <laughs> well, but also they uh, Baz and VJ did it with um, when they were doing that like tech competition thing where they were both like building a website to get the most hits for oh, some class, yeah. and that was like oh, yeah. before Yale and Hunter were together. Yeah, they've been like this for a while. Teenage boys, man. Yeah. And also, I I always am disappointed in Hunter and how much he does not stand up for Yale in all of these moments. Yeah. But... I always thought people named Hunter would automatically be cool, <laughs> and I've learned that that's like not the case anymore. <laughs> you know? No. I think you're just thinking of Sean Hunter. I'm thinking of Sean Hunter. I'm thinking of Hunter Thompson. This one kid I used to hang out with at a skate park. And, but besides that, every hunter I've met has been kind of just not nearly as cool as their name would imply. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then we're with Maya, who is waiting to audition for the talent show. And she's nervous. And Tristan's like, why are you nervous? Like, you used to do this all the time. And then this is when we find out that Craig is going to be a guest judge. And I was in between Coachella weekends, by the way. Do we think <laughs> Craig is a Coachella artist in the year no, of I think Craig 2017? Is... No, I think I think Craig is just going to Coachella two weekends in a row. <laughs> That's true. He's just busy that weekend. <laughs> Hanging out with, like, Vanessa Hudgens and... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> taking like culturally insensitive photos with like women wearing native american headdresses yeah yeah the whole coachella experience totally i gotta say tristan looks so fucking cool that was like that's my one of my favorite outfits it's something i would wear when i was young except far cleaner and more manicured <laughs> he just like the shades yeah he looked like a very uh, like a new wave kind of lou reed look and i really dug it <laughs> Yeah, I didn't take any fashion notes, so if we want to do any more, we can. I just noticed that my my boy looks cool as shit. Justin looks cool. (laughs) Cosine. Um, But then we're with Esme and Frankie, and they're, like, ragging on the talent show, which is very typical. And while they're talking, we see Zig find out that he didn't get into college, which is sad, but also not surprising. (laughs) he he does not apply himself he's not very bright but then we get like for everybody no but we get like the catch up on where everybody got in tiny got into caltech but no financial aid which i find surprising because he's like literally all by himself you would think he would get some financial aid um yeah he just gets this terrible news and he's literally greeted with a procession of other people's good fortune. Exactly. <laughs> it's like every character <laughs> walks on point. stage to let them know how fucking great their academic <laughs> futures are. He, like, did not get into his safety school and, like, everyone else is like, Harvard, Columbia, Caltech. I'd fucking UT. lie, too. Yeah. 
Jonah got into Queens, which I'm assuming is a Canadian college. <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, so I, I got into confirmed... Queens College. Nobody's bragging <laughs> about it. <laughs> um, yeah, Esme got into Harvard and Columbia, which, like, I guess we're all... there's always one person who, like, gets into all of the Ivy League schools. Yeah. <laughs> also, so many American schools. Like, I'm wondering... I'm wondering how common it is for Canadian students to go to college in America, or if this is just a TV thing. I think people really like coming here to go to college, from what I've I've experienced. Yeah. I, like, I knew a lot of international students, but I don't think I knew any Canadian international... Oh, no, wait, I'm lying. I knew two Canadian international students. I don't know if I knew any Canadian students at my school, but maybe I just... in so seamlessly. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but Zig, like, lies and says he's got it, he got into wherever. But then Tiny takes, or Grace takes his phone and he's busted immediately. And then he's like, why, why did she just take off. his phone? Like, why, they don't, I, hmm. I don't even understand don't why know. this was a scene. Like, I thought, I was like, oh, this is going to be the I lied about college episode. But it is the I lied about college sentence. Yeah. <laughs> so instantly <laughs> crushed. I was kind of relieved that it wasn't, that wasn't the plot. Because I'm like, oh, yeah. I feel like we've done this a million times. But uh, I've definitely I, had but, enough. <laughs> yes. They're like, oh, just kidding. We're not doing that. Instead, Zig's storyline is going to be a threesome. And that's going to be his future plans for the time for being. Oh, so, I don't, I'm, <laughs> so I, I'm upset. I'm so upset. <laughs> it's, not, um, it's not just his romantic future. That's his that's his situation. That's yeah. what he's focusing on. That's what he's focusing on during summer break, I guess. <laughs> this is such a weird choice. Like, I cannot... I mean, we'll get to it. Yeah. This is such a weird call on the behalf of the Degrassi writers. <laughs> I know. Um, but then we're with Yale, who's talking to Baz about, like... I think she took... Is this when she's like, I took a poll... And though 56% of the student body, like, like farts, it didn't really skew male one way or another. And she's like, I just want to prove to you that me not liking farts doesn't have anything to do with my gender. And she's, like, following him into the bathroom. But then she sees Hunter peeing, and it's gross, and she, like, flies away. And then the guidance counselor spots her. Oh, my God. The this guidance counselor, I feel like, crosses so many lines throughout this entire right? season. We'll get right? to it, but... It's weird as hell. Also, I misgendered Yale. Sorry about that. So did I. I'm sorry. Um, I'm just glad my... it wasn't me. <laughs> I'm proud of you, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> but then we see Maya, like, checks the talent show roster and her name's not on there but then she approaches Goldie and she's like we really want you to be in the show but we want you to play a different song so yeah she played kind of like a a sadder song it's called like Last Exit is yeah, that what it's it called? A... Yeah remember that? That was like her it was her like suicide song it was a suicide yeah. song and Goldie's like, we think it's too inspiring in that we think it might inspire kids to kill themselves, which is kind of a leap, but okay. Yeah, it seems unfair, and it's not like the first time someone's written a song about something like that, and it doesn't... I feel like it's been proven time and time again that, like, just because someone makes art about it doesn't mean it's going to suddenly inspire a bunch of people to go, like, do something. It's been proven consistently since 
you know, uh, art's inception, but just as consistently there's been people blaming everything that goes wrong on a song or a painting or a video game or a book. <laughs> They'll always yeah. be there. Every time, without fail. Without fail. So and It's not my... surprising to me that Goldie would make this leap. Also, I think just by all of, like, Goldie's, like, goodness, Goldie is also, like, skews very, like, alarmist conservative. Totally. But this is also the same girl who gave the thumbs up to, uh, I suppose, Symphony of Fart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I. How did they win? Anyway, we gotta, we gotta keep going. Was it like There's an audience so this vote or something? Like, I'm confused. I'm just like, like, I don't, I mean, everyone seems really pleased. We'll get to it. There's so many things about this episode that I'm just like baffled and furious about. Yeah. Um. But so, yeah, Maya can be in the show as long as she sings a different song. But then, then we're with Yale talking to the counselor who has pulled them aside. And the counselor's like, so how are you doing? I've been noticing changes. Like, is something going on? I've noticed you've been binding your breasts. And it's like, this feels extremely what? inappropriate. And Yale's like, you noticed that? And she's like, it's my job to notice. And I'm like, I don't think is it's your it? job to notice students' breasts and what they're doing with them. I don't like this. Uh, that was I my original impression, it. but I just didn't know if I was in the wrong. Like, is it guidance counselor's job to keep an eye out for these things? I really have no fucking clue. I don't think I'm so. Really not sure. I don't think so. My my gut said it, she was crossing a line. It's very unco- It feels weird. It feels like this. Like, I think the guidance counselor's intentions are like good, but man, it's like it's way overstepping so many boundaries. Yeah. It's like you know in many ways like policing someone else's body and like just just like being aware of that is and like noting it and then coming to the student about it is so inappropriate yeah. and it's like basically I I hesitate to say that it's like she's outing Yale before Yale is ready but because Yale like doesn't even really know like where they're at on yeah. this like they're still figuring it out but it's like it's weird. It would be like going up to someone and being like, "I've noticed that you check out guys' butts, and I think you're probably gay. Do you want to talk about it?" Yeah, it's weird. This feels irresponsible to show this on a children's show because I feel like this could also lead to like, "Oh, if something's wrong, then an adult will see it, and it'll like." I feel like we should be encouraging students to reach out for help when they need it and not, yeah, not like wait waiting. for somebody to comment on their breasts. Right. Yeah. It's like so inappropriate. It's so weird. It's we could have. Like, yeah. I feel like it, it like just makes it so clear how out of touch the Degrassi writers are with this kind of subject matter. Totally. Yeah. This felt super weird. Like, congrats on doing your best, but your best is not that great. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Degrassi writers are always a little out of touch, but this is like, this is I think a they tried. Alarming. They've consistently tried so hard to be not out of touch that it's just impossible for them to keep up. Like, they're always trying to be like, all right, what's, what's the new thing we need to understand? And they just kind of force themselves there instead of actually internalizing things and learning them. They just kind of, like, race to the hot topic one after another. Yeah. And there could have, like, they, we still could have had this scene, but just have Yale go to the counselor themselves and be like, hey, I've been, like, things have been weird lately. I've been, like, having, I haven't been feeling, like, right with my friends and with my boyfriend and in my body. Like, 
they could have gone to the counselor and we could have had this conversation in like yeah. a week less line crossy way. But yeah. whatever. Um so where was Zig? Also, wait, sorry, sorry, I have one more thing about this because it also bothered me that the guidance counselor was like, you know, we've had trans students before. And it's like they historically did not do right by Adam. Yeah. Like, like they made Adam like use like the teacher's bathroom. And it was just like in, uh, instead of like handling the students that were bullying Adam, they like forced him to do like things that would just like isolate him even more right and it was like it was just man just yeah they're, so... they're not the uh they're not the greatest archetype for how to deal with gender issues as an institution no. of I, like stop like no. patting yourself on the back for how you handled that because it was like notoriously not great <laughs> uh, oh adam r.i.p um okay so then we're with zig and frankie is here to comfort him and she's like, it's okay. Like, look at all these bad things. At least you didn't, like, st- like log into your boyfriend's Facebook and stalk him or whatever. And it's completely Zig's unrelated like, to getting yeah. into a decent college. <laughs> and, like, to try to make him feel better, I guess. And she's like, I wasn't a very good girlfriend. And he's like, well, maybe Jonah wasn't a good boyfriend. I'm like, let's not justify Frankie's bad behavior, Zig. <laughs> um... And then, like, she's like, well, I'll be here this summer. I'll still be here next year. Like, we can hang out. It'll be okay. Like, you'll figure it out. And then Esme comes over, and Frankie, like, gives them space. And then Esme gets real weird. Terrifying. <laughs> I gotta say, Zig needs to apply himself in school, because if he can tiptoe around dating somebody like Esme, he'll do oh just gosh. fine in a collegiate setting. <laughs> this requires yeah. true grit. And adaptability so, yeah. to date someone like this. Man, it is... It, it's, it's weird, because I feel like there were barely even vibes between Zig and Frankie. Like, they were just, yeah. like, having a conversation. And, like, all Zig wanted to talk about with Esme was, like, you know, sorry, I lied about the college thing. Like, let's talk about it. And Esme's like, you want to kiss Frankie? And he's like, what is happening right now? <laughs> yeah. And she's like, well, why wouldn't you? She's really cute, right? And it's like, it's like I'm like, are you trying to trap him into a fight that doesn't exist? Or are you actually wanting to explore polyamory? Or is it both? I feel like it's kind of both. I'm confused by... And then and she, like, storms off. Feels. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was confused okay. watching the poor kid. <laughs> he, he's just like, you know, the actor that plays Zig does do, like, a really good confused face, and I think that's why they continue to make him so dumb. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He might They've just totally... kind of be a dumb dude. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Oh, my God. But here's, like, my hot take on this whole Esme, Zig, Frankie situation, and, like, this is the inception on it. I think Esme is insanely insecure. She sees Zig talking to literally any other girl and loses her mind. And she she sees him talking to her best friend. And she's like, well, I don't want to lose Zig. And I can swing this to make this work in my favor. And I can just continue to be like this, like, I don't know. I feel like she's, like, Quote created unquote, this cool narrative girl. for herself. Yeah. I feel yeah. like she's created this narrative for herself for who she is. And she's like, well, this seems like on brand for me and if he's gonna try to kiss my friend or whatever then and she's like and I'm not like 
you know, I'm not mad about kissing my friend. So like, let's let's just make the best of the situation, I guess. Yeah. Like, yeah. My entire takeaway was everybody in high school had way more fun than I did. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Everyone um, else is having a such, fucking party. It's, it's mm, such a such a weird choice. This Child is the opposite is like, of what I was doing in high school. Like, yeah, I, I, like, I was I nowhere really, near this. I actively hate this as a plot line. It's a real bummer. I don't want to watch a teenager threesome. It's Even the allusion to a teenager so reason is a real fucking bummer for me. <laughs> it's fucking bizarre. And yeah, like, I was just like, this just wasn't my world in the slightest point. Like, they're in this big mansion, having a threesome. Like, a one's going to the Ivy League. Like, no, this is not my fucking world in the slightest. <laughs> is this it's, anyone's it's... world? Like, I'm so I confused. I don't think so. No, I'm, I'm convinced it's everyone but mine. I'm convinced <laughs> everybody in high school but me was having threesomes and pools. I'm sure that there are people somewhere, but I'm just like, I'm just confused as to why this is a plot line on Degrassi. I I don't know why it's happening to us, and I hate it, and I'm mad, and I want it to stop. Were they, like, like grasping at straws and, like, to not get canceled? And they're like, well, this is kind of, like, gossip girly. Like, let's do this. Like, yeah, I have no idea. Maybe it's just something they haven't done before. <laughs> I guess so. I, is this when Riverdale came out? Maybe. Because maybe they were, like, inspired by the could, Riverdale situation. They were like, Riverdale's really having a moment. I Let's make this sexier. No Even though it's not a sexy show. I don't know why. They're, like, Riverdale is, like, comically sexy. And all of the actors are, like, 25. <laughs> so, like, they kind of, like, I can't watch it because I, like, just can't stomach it. But I'm like, I, you know, they're, they're getting away with it. Degrassi is not going to get away with it. It's no. weird. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> Everyone looks like their age. Like, please don't do this because to us. Because for the most part, they are. <laughs> like, yeah. Or at least they started out their character's age before the timeline got weird. But yeah, yeah, it's I don't like it. Um, But it we're not so even funny. there yet. We are in the weird fight that happens, pre- like precluding this. But then we're with Yale talking to Hunter about their conversation with the counselor. They're like, yeah, she like pulled me aside and was asking me if I was gay or like trans. It was super weird. And he's like uncomfortable and walks away um, to go to class. And then Baz and VJ are there. And Baz is like kind of finally confronting Yale about all of the recent changes that they've been going through and how it's affecting hunter and basically everyone is just confused but baz goes about it in an extremely blunt bazzy way and is at, yep. basically at the end he's like if you're not trans what are you are you a lesbian like you just gotta like let hunter know what's going on and put him out of his misery like figure yourself out basically I mean, Baz is, like, trying to protect his friend, and I yeah. get that, and he's never been, like, the most sensitive soul, but, like, <laughs> Yale is also your friend, so how about, like, you guys support them while they're, like, in, I feel like VJ is leaning a little bit more towards, like, are you okay? What's going on? I think Hunter's maybe confused, and Baz is like, because you're being confusing. It's like, let's, yeah. can we can we try to support Yale, too? Like, I get that, like, Hunter's having a hard time with it, but Hunter is not, like, the main character of this storyline. Yeah. 
metaphorically and literally in the sense of this is a television show. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a bummer. But then we're with Zig, who's just like lying on top of a picnic table outside. And Tiny comes up to him and is like, hey, what's going on? Like, we're going to get through this. Like, I have all these community college options we can talk about. Like, this isn't the end for you. I want to help you, dude. Because Tiny's a good friend. What a fucking friend. I know. I I think if you asked all of my friends what college I graduated from, I'm I'm saying like 30% would even know. (laughs) I know. I know. (laughs) Everybody's just like looking in, like really caring about this kid and his academic future. It's like, what the fuck friends kids have now? Like, I didn't know anything about where anybody was going and I know they didn't give a fuck where I ended up. (laughs) I just, like, I, ah, man. Esme makes me mad and I feel like it's not even her fault. She's just such, like, a damaged individual. But I'm like, you know... Zig needs so much help to like stay focused and on like a forward trajectory and he has so many people in his life that actually do try to help him through that and Esme's like let me derail everything in your life so that you belong to me and that's like that's her old vibe I know a great way to distract a boy from school two girls at once (laughs) this has always been her MO though she did this with Miles too I mean not the threesome part but basically just like hey let's distract you from all the important things in your life and we'll just go further down this path of ruin I guess she just knows she's gonna be just fine and then she can just kind of like I don't know I guess have uh, some semblance of uh, you know financial and control over the person like I'll, I'll be successful and you can just take care of me and hang out around there she wants the yeah, power. It's, totally. It's fully like a power and control and you can't leave me thing. Like it's it's kind of abusive. Like that yeah. is like a way that like abusive partners like control their, you know, uh yeah, m- you know. instead yeah. of making them uh you know, succeed and progress, they kind of mire them down and make them as, you know, uh, helpless as humanly possible. It seems like what yes. she's trying to do. And make them think they can't live without them or that they, like, won't be able to succeed without them. It's, yeah. It is, yeah. And the thing that bothers me more about her doing this with Zig than it did with Miles, although she, like, nearly fucking killed Miles, so yeah. like, maybe I'm speaking out of turn here, is... That Zig, like, doesn't have a whole lot going for him. Like, if she ruins his life, he's not bouncing back. No. Like, Miles has so much stupid family money that, like, he could be pulled out of pretty much any hole. Whereas Zig, like, is not coming out, you know, like, once he falls down. Like, he has had to be picked up by Maya and Tiny so many times and, like, Maya is just holding on to taking care of herself. Tiny is doing his best, but, like, if Esme actively ruins this boy, like, there's not a whole lot that he can come back from, and he will be, like, dependent on her, and she's about to fucking go to New York or Boston. Yeah. Um, but in this moment, Zig is like, oh, she's gonna break up with me, it's inevitable, but then he's like, wait, if I, like, have a plan, then maybe she won't break up with me, and... Tiny's like, okay, that's not what I was going for, but whatever, like, gets you being productive about this works for me. And they, like, have, like, a little hug moment. And even for how much, 
for how dumb these boys are, I do appreciate their friendship. They've been through a lot together, and they have. I, yeah. And I always appreciate boys comfortable hugging each other. Like, <laughs> yeah, man. Like, show your love and affection and friendship. It's nice. Yeah. Hugging is nice. <laughs> um, but then, so then we're with Yale, and they come up to Lola during, like, a passing period or something, and kisses her to see if she's gay or to see if they are gay, but they're not. And Lola's like, just totally chill with this. She's like, okay, and another what are great the friend. <laughs> uh, she's the best friend. I also like that, like, her opening line, like, she walks up and she's just like, you know what I think is funny about farce? It's that they're unexpected and that it's still on her mind. <laughs> she deserves a smooch for just giving this so much time and effort. <laughs> Lola is the best. She's I by mean, far yeah. my favorite. And then, oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and Yale finally opens up to her and is saying, I feel in between. I don't feel like totally a girl, but I don't really feel like a boy either. I'm really confused. And Lola teaches her a little bit about what gender fluidity is through, like, a YouTuber she watches. Yeah. And now Lola's like, like, you know people what? people learn things today. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure the the youths do. Um, and Lola wants to do a makeover, and yells like, "Not every situation calls for a makeover." But they're starting to figure things out. And and Lola makes the excellent point of this is the ideal time for a makeover. If exactly. you ever needed a makeover, it's in this moment where you don't feel comfortable with how you look. Yeah. Um. Oh God. But then we. Then we witness the fart symphony. I wasn't expecting that. I don't know why I wasn't expecting it, but we we see the symphony. Craig loves it, gives it a standing Everyone ovation. Everyone loves it. Everyone loves Zoe it. Zoe loves it. What the fuck is happening? I don't know. Am I going insane? A flaming fart, and you know what? The, Deg- the Degrassi special effects department had nothing to do for <laughs> you know, 14 seasons. It was about time they had to show their chops. Oh, boy. Oh, and their chops are bad. <laughs> Real bad. Uh, and it's like, this must smell awful, too, right? Like, I don't want to yes. be in the room for this. <laughs> this is definitely just, like, a horrendous situation all around. <laughs> but whatever. Uh, then worth, Maya... There's a few things that actually work as well as the lighting of Fart on Fire. You know, you think it's bullshit, but it is really quite a spectacle. Oh, it's like the Aurora Borealis. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, this is not something I've witnessed in real time. I just am grateful to have been spared. Yeah, I don't and think like, I, I have. have like, I, I've, had, I've had like a lot of dude friends, especially like in high school. And I'm like, you know, and they seemed like the kind of guys that would do something like that. And I just, I, I'm glad that they never did it in front I of didn't, me. I didn't see until I was like 26. Like, my friend was like, does that actually work? And he's like, let's see. And, <laughs> we're all, you know, grown men, and boy, he let it rip. It worked really fantastic. Oh if you guys, maybe I'll send you guys a video later, so you're not missing out. I'm okay. I appreciate it, though. Thank you so much. Thank you for thinking yeah. of us. Just trying to broaden your horizons, guys. I uh, I'll stay you. narrow on this one. <laughs> um, but then Maya sings a different song. I don't. Is it called Black or White? I don't know what the song is. Yeah, it's the one that song, she wrote about Zig. Song right. fucking sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought it, uh, I thought it was lame. It is lame. It's I like this. Yeah. I thought she better do like a Jim Morrison thing and just be like, "Fuck it, I'm I'm singing what I want to sing," but no. 
Yeah. And then, but yeah, that happens. But then we're with Yale and Lola. Yale finally takes off their terrible wig. Um, and we have a little pronoun discussion. And um, Yale is worried about what Hunter's going to think. But Lola's like, I'm really more concerned about what you're going to think. Let's just, like, focus on the makeover. They put on, like, a little vest and a button-up shirt. And... They finally look in the mirror and they get teared up and they finally feel like themselves and it's very moving and I'm happy for Yale. Me too. It's been a long time coming and I just I just want Yale to be happy. And I I, I love I love Yale's friendship with Lola. I just It's I just it's, an, it's an adorable it. little duo. It's you know they're just like they're such like it's like the opposites attract thing. Yeah, you know and it's really themselves and they can play off each other and help each yeah, other. Totally. It's a good crew. They just complement each other really well, and I like I just oh, man their friendship is so good. I'm really glad that like Lola has been heading more in this direction as opposed to sticking with Frankie and Shay. Mm. Also, totally. have we just lost Shay we entirely. Shay I feel like we haven't seen Shay in a while. What's going we on saw there? Her last episode briefly briefly one second of shay i feel like shay is brought up more than she is seen and that's a bummer somebody pay this actress give her some lines (laughs) yeah the last time we saw her she was like stealing money because she wanted supplements for sports and then we totally abandoned that storyline soon she'll be uh faded into heather sinclair obscurity and just be an (laughs) off-camera character completely so sad um but then we are, I don't know, we, I guess we cut back to the song. I think this is all happening while, like, Maya's singing. Craig looks moved. I don't know. That was my only note here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But then we're at the Hollingsworth house, and Zig shows up with his, like, community college application and is like, I have a plan! And Esme's like, whatever! And throws them into the pool along with him. And then this is when the fucking threesome shit actually happens. It's so uncomfortable. Terrible. I don't even like... Mm. And things like that never work out in a pool quite as good as they seem to on TV anyway. <laughs> and these are teenagers, so you know it was an awkward, bad time, objectively. Oh you know, like, nobody actually was getting off in that threesome. Yeah. It was weirdos in a pool. No. <laughs> <laughs> just made me so uncomfortable. <laughs> so... I, I never, ever want to see anything like this ever again. I'm no. Just like... No. Um, I cannot wait to inevitably forget about this as I forget yes. about everything that has ever happened on Degrassi. It's necessary for my mental health that I forget about this. Um, yeah. But then we cut back to the show. The Fart Symphony won somehow. Um, Why? My, 60% of the student body. I mean, <laughs> you're not going to beat those odds. I don't know. I don't get it. Well, there but, were judges, so I imagine that it was the judges who picked, not... Yeah. Like, there wouldn't be judges if it was, like by vote of the crowd unless they're judging how loud the crowd is clapping or something but i don't I... think that that's how it's going because you don't appreciate don't art doesn't make it not art okay <laughs> <laughs> we're calling this art <laughs> I, um, say, I mean i imagine it's very hard i don't have the i don't have the gas control to use pitches and notes <laughs> it's really quite a feat it's wild um but Craig, like, she 
talks to Maya and he's like, oh, I really wanted you to play that song on your SoundCloud, Last Exit. And she's like, you lurked my SoundCloud? And he's like, oh, I was doing my research. And What kind of musician like, gets like, defensive when somebody goes on their fucking SoundCloud? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I think she was more, I read it as more like, oh, cool. Instead yeah. of like being judgy. Maya puts her foot in her mouth a lot during this interaction. But also, like, Craig is so like, I was doing my research like like that's what he's supposed to do but he's not he's a he's a judge at a high school talent show like yeah, it is, is weird that he checked out her SoundCloud <laughs> like she's not auditioning for him it's not like he was like oh I should do my research before this interview like no you just yeah. you, you went to a high school talent show to judge for some reason <laughs> he's all weird that he lurked her SoundCloud <laughs> It ends with him asking her to play some songs for him in his band to see if she would be right to, like, open for him on his tour or whatever. And she's going to think about it, to which Tristan says, Craig Manning asked you to go somewhere and you have to think about it. (laughs) Which is an excellent point. Because let's be real, I would follow Craig Manning, like, anywhere. I would groupie the hell out of Craig Manning if he was a real human. I'm sure he'd have no problem with that. Oh my gosh. I'm I'm sure he's he's out. He would be honored to have a groupie. Honestly. (laughs) Um, But yeah, things are looking up for Maya. And then we're with Yale, and they're debuting their new look for Hunter. Hunter is very alarmed and confused. And not very delicately handling the situation. Um, he asks if they're gay or trans. Um, if like, what does this make me? So I'd be a dude dating someone who's I don't know, whatever. Like he's very hung up on the labels, and it's too much for him right now. And they break up, and it's sad, but. It's fine. I don't know. I saw long this time coming. coming. <laughs> yeah, like it's ultimately it for wasn't the meant best. To last. Exactly. I mean, it's you know, I, I, did we have high expectations for Hunter? Like, no, no, no. no. Yeah, I, well, you can't expect a guy like this to be in any way cool about a situation like this. Mm. And I understand, you know, you have to deal with your own identity issues in that situation. But Yale's got a whole new life ahead of her, and. uh you're not part of it, and that's just fucking fine. Her, yeah. sorry. Um, but yeah, uh, Hunter. I mean, there. I just the the bar was low, and he couldn't clear it. So, just like be nice. And Lola's like, "Oh, are you okay? Do you want to change back into your other clothes?" And Yale's like, "No, there's no turning back now. I'm not going back for anybody." And they hug, and I. I love this friendship. It's so supportive. And Yale is finally living their truth. I'm so um, into it. I'm so proud of Yale. Then we're with Zig and Tiny. Ugh. And Tiny's like, so, like, what ended up happening? Are you, like, okay with, like, the plan? And Zig's like, I don't know. I'm not going to worry about that. I think I have two girlfriends now. And Zig's, or Tiny's like, um, are you sure this wasn't, like, a test that you failed or a trap or something? And he, like, looks over his shoulder and sees, like, Frankie and Esme, like, giving him eyes. I don't know. And Zig's like, Giggling and waving. It was weird. It's really weird. I really don't like it. I'm upset about everything that's happening. I do understand Zig stands out of school. What the fuck cares about school? Look, there's two of them, you know? I I, I get it. He's not thinking about fucking school, especially as the beginning of summer. And 
Tiny, your only hope. Yeah, and that's um, the end of the episode. Zig <laughs> going off with Esme and Frankie in his new three-way relationship. <laughs> Which is bound to bear great this, fruit and last uh, a really long time and <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> cause mm-hmm. no complications and be totally. open and honest and everyone's going to get along forever. Oh, oh yeah, it's going to go great. <laughs> but that's that's my takeaway, too. <laughs> <laughs> Three high school seniors in a three-way relationship. What can fucking go wrong? Oh my goodness. Seriously. <laughs> but. Oh what a mess. Spirit Squad Captain? Yale? Yale. Yale. Figuring uh, things Honorable out. mention to Lola for yes. being an excellent friend and uh, being able to do any sort of makeover. Yeah. And for ship, I think I'm just going to friendship them because I'm not going to dignify this threesome with that. <laughs> I was com- I was completely prepared to dignify the threesome. <laughs> give give them credit where it's due. <laughs> oh, oh gosh, thanks. they've got I'm... they've got the numbers. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, I, I'll I will second Holland and I will friendship. Uh... Yale and Lola. Lola and Yale. Fine, bunch of squares. I will also friendship Maya and Tristan because I love seeing them as a dynamic duo again. Yes. And Tristan is so supportive of Maya. True. He like kicks her ass when she needs it. Grapevine. Do we want to do Grapevine? I know we have a game that we can play. Alright, let's do the game. I like, I like a game. Alright. Kev sent us another game. I think it's another this or that. So there are 10 things to go through. So would you rather have Marco or Zoe as president? Zoe. I think Zoe is a more effective president than Marco was. Although I I think Marco was trying to be a good president in a time that wasn't letting him be a good president. True. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go Marco just because, you know, I'm sticking with the devil I know better. You know, that's politics <laughs> for you. Um, he has Fair. more experience. I have a you know closer knowledge of him. Zoe's a wild yeah. card. I think I'll go with Zoe, too, need, for the same reason. She needs more seasoning in government. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, Paige or Holly J as Queen B? Paige. Obviously Paige, Paige. every Paige. day. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mrs. Torres or Mrs. Matlin as a better mom? Torres. And Mrs. Torres is just, she will go to the fucking mat for yeah. you. That's true. Yeah. Which abortion storyline did you like more, Lola's or Manny's? Lola. Yeah, Lola's was not even with. not even a thought. Yeah. The Manny abortion storyline was so underserved, like it was yeah. just yeah, literally I, I edited agree. out of American broadcast. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Um, who's more problematic, Claire or Esme? Esme. Esme. <laughs> Esme. Sean, what yeah, do you Esme, think? Esme. Esme terrifies the living shit out of me. Claire, I can handle. <laughs> yeah. Cuter couple, Sean and Emma or Cam and Maya. Oh, God, that's sad. Oh God. This is bleak. I'm going to go with Sean and Emma because... So am I. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, same, but, you know, it's all, it's all kind of rough. Ugh. Okay, who's a bigger dick, Dean, Luke, or Bobby? Who's Bobby? Who the fuck's Bobby? Sounds like <laughs> a dick. Who's Bobby? <laughs> I don't know who Bobby is. <laughs> then uh, you know what? I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I'm going Bobby because I don't know who he is and he won't feel bad. 
I'm I'm gonna I mean it's it's really hard to pick between Dean and Luke, but I I'm know. gonna go Dean. I'm gonna go Dean because Luke is an asshole and a sexual predator, but Dean is a sexual predator who then went on to torture Paige for like yeah. several years. True. You know, he's sociopathic. He's and and Luke level. at least like had repercussions. I really yes. wish I knew who, exactly. remember who the fuck Bobby who's was. Who's Bobby? Who the fuck is Tweet Bobby? At us. Who's Bobby? Why don't we remember him? I'm so Hashtag confused. who's Bobby? Hashtag who's Bobby? It's probably the name of the next fucking episode. <laughs> um, better class: Emma's year or the seniors now? Emma's year. There's no competition. Year. I'm yeah, sorry. come on. What are we me? doing? Yeah. Um, which storyline would you rather not have happened? Terry and Rick's relationship or the volleyball girls getting championship? What? I, I, I Terry think and Rick. The, yeah. Terry Wait, and no. Rick followed would we really closely by the <laughs> I would rather Terry and Rick's relationship not happen than, I mean, I understand the volleyball, like, racism situation was bad, but I think ultimately it exposed a lot of people's biases and it was more it was more of a learning situation than an abusive relationship so that's well, although i will i don't know i will argue that the terry and rick situation did like snowball and lead to a lot of really interesting storylines like we wouldn't have gotten i mean they're all like fucking bleak but we wouldn't have gotten like the school shooting episode we wouldn't true. have gotten so yeah. many like i'm just thinking like yeah, and, stories. And if i'm show, living like, in this world whatever makes the most <laughs> bad things happen directly after <laughs> As far as, like, what is most watchable on television, I'm going to yeah. say I would rather have the Terry and Rick storyline because it True. gave us so many other interesting episodes. Um, but if I was, like, living in this reality, I would rather the volleyball storyline. I mean, yeah. I think that they were both That's important. how I was answering. I <laughs> if it. I were I living in this world. Okay. Better coming out. Miles or Riley? I kind of liked Riley. Riley. Yeah, I'm going Riley. Yeah, I guess I'll do that. Riley too. was like, it was such like an ongoing, and it was, you know, it was so sad. And yeah. He was so self hating, and, you know, there were, it was frustrating and horrible, but, you know, Miles just kind of was like, I guess this is where I'm at now. And yeah. I, not yeah. to like discount that he, like, he very recently had some like identity issues that he's dealing with, but a lot of that isn't really being, I think it's that we're not seeing much of that. It's yeah. very, like, under the surface, and, like, there will be, like, a throwaway line somewhere about it. Whereas, like, Riley, that was, like, so the focus of so many episodes. We and got to, like, just, really be a part of that. And also just True. the times have changed in that, and it was a bigger deal during the yeah. Riley coming out. And they had the whole athletic aspect of it, and his family sucked, and, you know, there was there was a lot to unpack with it. Yep. True. Yeah. All right, that's it. That is all of the this or that. So thank you again to Kev for sending those. Um, we love those. And if you would like to be featured on a future Grapevine segment, you can tweet at us at DegrassiPod or email us at whateverittakespodcast at gmail.com. You can listen to us pretty much anywhere, but if you are on Apple Podcasts, if you could rate, review, and subscribe, that would be super cool. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at HollandTacular. And you can follow me on Instagram at Keller High Water, and you can follow me on Twitter at Kelsex with a Z at the end. And Sean, where can people follow you? 
can follow me at Sean P. Quigley. I might not even open the request. I'm, I'm one of those, like, private jerks who, like, doesn't even <laughs> look. But I mean, you might you might get lucky. Um, that's, about, that's about it. Um, and I guess if we want to recommend some media, I just started a show on Netflix called Sunderland Till I Die. It's about soccer or football, I should say, because it's about an English football team that like used to be like on top in the Premier League and the first season is about them being relegated to the Championship League and their struggles and if you really like soccer and sports documentaries I highly recommend it it's really good nice um I'm gonna recommend an Amazon Prime show that I finished recently Invincible it's a very um grotesque superhero cartoon thing and I think everyone who knows me knows that I'll watch anything that features Jason Manzukis. Um <laughs> it's it's funny, it's dark, it's really it's really good. And I'm not like you know, I'm not always a big superhero person, but this was like I, we watched it like in two days. It was awesome. Sweet. Uh, I'll I'll suggest that cruel summer show I just started. That's like going on now. It's on Hulu. It's pretty good. It's kind of in the realm, you know. It's dramatic teenagers that are terrible. Terrible things are happening to, but it's fucking good. Okay. Cool. <laughs> um. All right. Well, I think that is all that we have for today. Thank you again, Sean, for joining no, us. Oh, thank for you. I'm Sean. glad that I could pop episode. in before before the inevitable end. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, and this is a reminder to everyone to listen to Sean and my podcast that's right. that comes out every October for every October, five we got, episodes. We have to start uh, planning. We, we have a lot of work to do. <laughs> I know. The second season. It's called the <laughs> Halloween episode, and you can find us on all the things except for SoundCloud because I don't want to pay for SoundCloud Pro for an ep- no. for a podcast that has five episodes a year. <laughs> <laughs> Extremely fair. Season two coming this October. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Um, Thanks again. And whoever requested that I come on, you've made my head swell. And I'm going to (laughs) be floating on clouds the rest of the fucking day. (laughs) All right. And thank you to Jay, as always, for our wonderful theme song. And thank all of you for listening. Goodbye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers. Take it easy, Panthers.